Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Uninterrupted. It is a weekly conversation with your favorite girlfriends designed to help you engage in healthy dialogue, self-reflection, and motivate you while navigating through a world that ain't ready for all your black girl magic. I am your host, Kiara Amore, and it is awesome to have you back here for episode four. Episode four is for all my B-A-B-Y-M-A-M-A. This goes out to all my baby mamas. <laughs> this episode help wanted baby mama woes. And really not even baby mama woes, mother woes, single mother woes, just woes in general. This conversation came about when I saw a friend make a Facebook post and it hurt me to the core to know that she's struggling with the mundane and the monotonous routine. And sometimes she feels like she does not have any time for herself. And sometimes she's a little tired, not a little tired, a lot tired. And I can definitely relate. Being a single mother, Uh, myself with one child that seems like a lot and my friend she has two children so I know it's even more strenuous on the body the mind and the soul so this episode is just for you and all my fellow mothers of amazing children and all my baby mamas and we use that word as a term of endearment not to degrade or devalue your place in your child's life now baby mamas everywhere we have to stick together and like i said this episode is to help us encourage one another and build a tribe around each other so that way we can have a support system when our family is not there for us so we're gonna get into episode four shortly (laughs) i am just so excited to talk about this i know you guys may not want to hear about our baby mama issues or being a baby mama or being a mother being a single mother or motherhood in general but it's something good for you to understand that every time that we have issues it's because of a relationship that we've had with someone else from the opposite sex who made us a baby mama so without further ado we are going to get into episode four Honestly, Steve, I, I am not a single mother. Everybody joins in to help me raise Jet. And these are people that I love and I trust. Yeah. So single to me implies that there's nobody else to help you. If I need a minute, if I need some advice, I can call some folks and they'll come in. They'll they'll help throw the ball, you know, teach them how to play catch. You know, even though I, <laughs> I'm kind of good. Um, but... <laughs> You know, they'll teach him how to pee standing up. Because, I, I mean, what do I know about it? You know, yeah, like, you, You've got to get that right, message. Right. Ha- I have a... <laughs> I put Cheerios in the toilet. He just kind of... So he move them around. Yeah. Try to shoot in the hole. Yeah. We're straight. We used to do it with the Fisher block circles that you put on the peg. 
throw them in the toilet and then aim in there. That's, That's how my mama and them, yeah. <laughs> I was strong when I was growing up. I was rough, boy. All right, y'all, so we are back with our segment, That's Amore, where you guys are sending in questions and concerns that you want me and my favorite homegirls to answer for you. In my bedroom, in my loving bed, (laughs) in my know your voice, I have my favorite girlfriend, Mika Means, one half of the Clint City Neos. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> so, we are drinking blue blue drink, some blue Hawaiian, <laughs> some blue Hawaiian punch, and the mojito from that Cayman Island brand, or something like that, from Walmart. And we are answering all y'all questions about single motherhood and wanting damn help. And Jamika knows this more than I do because... I've told her on numerous times, I have I was always afraid to even ask for help from somebody I was dating or somebody I was seeing. So I've never put that expectation out there like I wanted it. So that's why we brought in the big guns. <laughs> right. We brought in the big guns. But the older I get, I realize it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to put to make your position known and the expectations out there as far as what you need as a as a mother and as a a girlfriend because I'm getting older and if I go to one more soccer game or or one more football game more than I have to i I'll probably lose my lose my mind so it would be nice to have someone. To come in and take him to any practices that he may have while I chill out, do a self-care day or a self-care night or even take a, a long bubble bath if if it came down to it. So, Jamika, my girl, talk to me about when you had a relationship that was, you know, duties was equally shared. Like, talk to me about that. Like, what was that like? Because I don't know. I don't know. First of all, and before I answer that, I'm going to go back to something you just mentioned about asking for help. When it comes to motherhood, I know I'm going to get mine too. (laughs) It's not about asking for help. I personally feel like as a mother... I shouldn't have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not normal to have to raise a child on my own when I didn't create the child on my own. So it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a taboo to have to ask for help. Like, that support system should already be there. There should already be that help from that other person with the child because he helped make the child. So that, that first of all, shouldn't even be a taboo. Now, as far as, you know, being in a relationship, for me... And having somebody to take that load off. You know, I just, no, I was with somebody for almost five years. And, you know, he treated my kids just like his own. And, you know, vice versa. I treated his kids just as my own. You know, for us, we had four girls. I had two and he had two. And those were all kids. But, you know, just being able sometimes to just be able to come in the house and, baby, I'm tired. And he can go okay, relax, I'm going to make sure they did their homework, 
I'll make sure they get ready for school tomorrow. Make sure they got everything ready for bed. I'll cook and feed them, and you just let me know when you're ready to eat. Okay. So is that like a, um, is that something that was said, like, when y'all started dating or, or or when y'all moved in to with each other or like how did you how do you get to that point or is that something that naturally happened for us it was just always like that okay so I, it gotta be within that man to want to be so. supportive like that okay like i literally and i think i told you this before but i i literally met him on a sunday met him on a sunday <laughs> yeah i we went out on the date on Thursday, and we had been together ever since, like, from that Friday on groceries, you know. Uh, he popped up and invited and, you know, introduced himself to my kids, you know, groceries and asking if we need anything. I think it has to be in the man. Like, yeah. I, just, I just don't think that's it's, it's common sense to me. I just don't understand maybe because you're more because you've been in that relationship and that's just how it's been since day one but like where i'm from you take your time to meet somebody then maybe you bring them around maybe you don't but it's kind of like you have to say what you want and and i think one time when i did bring my son around someone and like we were moving forward like this is very long ago and at the breakup, he was like, I felt like you pushed your son on me. And I was like, I've never done that. Like, you would always ask me to come over with him. Or you would always ask me, like, hey, let's go to the park. Let me let me teach him how to walk. Let's do this. So when he said that in the midst of the breakup, it was like, hold on, that. Like, you know, right. I did not do that. So it's like you create this dynamic that you claim you want. But then it's like, oh, no, I wasn't ready for all that. So I wasn't ready to share those responsibilities I mean, with you. I mean, it could, I guess, I guess, if you think of it that way. But in the same sense, just personally, like, I, I was raised in a household with my mom and my, he's my stepdad. But, you know, he raised me. He's my dad. Him and my mom had been together since I was, like, six or seven months old. Mm. So for me, I don't know anything else but for a man to be a certain way, Yeah, you know, with the lady of the house mm. and the kids of the house. That's just yeah. how it's supposed to be. Mm. And I just don't feel that men that think otherwise mm. have a realistic, yeah, like a realistic mindset. No, I totally agree. Because in my house, I was raised with my grandmother. So my grandmother and my grandfather are still together. My mom and my dad was together up until, like, high school, middle school. And I've just always seen them together. And he just, he took care of everything. And it was like, all my grandma had to do was go to work. So I'm like, I have those expectations. So it's like, I want my husband to know how to cook, to know how to do laundry. Because sometimes, like, my grandma would mess up on our clothes. And they'll be like, Renee, can you fix this, please? Because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, so I have those expectations, but it's like, I know realistically those type of men don't exist. You know what it is, though? And this is something that I've, just from my own observation and just from learning about different men, whether they're the man that you date in, uh, you know, he's courting you, you've been in a relationship, friendship, acquaintance, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a ridiculous, it's it's ridiculous to just think of how many men have seen their mother, 
you know, working a job, two two and three jobs to make ends meet, being tired, you know, struggling, you know, fussing and fighting and having to fuss with him and having to be the only one come up, you know, to the school and sports and being the only one cooking. It's like we're forced to do those things mm-hmm. because they think it's normal. Wow. So you think it's just like single motherhood is just normalized in our mm-hmm. community? They see their think mom so. do it. I think I would totally agree because, like, I I never thought, I like, you know how you, you see it on TV and it happens to other people, but, like, when you be like, oh, my God, he's leaving me, like, and I have a baby, like, this shit happens on TV, but I never thought it would be me, like, right. and not and not to come down on any single mothers, but it was just like, damn, like, why is this happening to me? I'm a good person, like, I, I'm a good, I'm, I would be a good wife to somebody. I could do all of these things that he probably would want me to do, but why leave me in the kid by myself? So I totally get what you're saying. Like, it's just, it's kind of like an out-of-body experience where you, like, Okay, yeah, you talking about you want to leave, cool, want, 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 and then you actually become a single mother, and then it's like, hold on, wait a minute, it's happening, and now you got to learn how to deal with it, so, I totally agree, girl. And we have to, we have to just deal with it and suck it up, because the minute, especially as black women, I mean, we ain't got time. I mean, people already thinking that we just don't have emotions for us to complain. You know, you have people with this mindset that it's our fault we chose them. Because then, if you really think about it, just do you know how many married women Women are are single single mothers? Okay, they are single mothers too. Having a ring and having that that license does not guarantee you a one-way ticket out of being a single mother. I'm sorry. It does not. And, and, you know, shout out to all my married sisters out there, but I'm just saying. It does not alleviate you from possibly, potentially being a single mother. Whether your husband leaves you or he dies, you are now a single mother. Let's just be real. I know so many women, and this is, you know, back home that were married for years and the minute they got separated or got divorced here they are once married living that happy family with the boy and the girl you know the nice good looking husband that provided mm-hmm. and now they having to chase them to to look after the kid and them and now yeah. you got them as the tired the tired mama yeah i know it i can include myself in this my I was young, but my kids were no mistake. Mm-hmm. They were Amen. no mistake. So, you know, you, you have that argument, but it's like, uh, it's a struggle, girl. <laughs> no, I I totally agree. I totally agree. So we're going to get into these questions um, that some of my listeners sent in. And my girls, like, they really want our opinion on you know this single mama life and so the the question was that I asked them is I gave them three questions right when you say help what is it exactly that you're looking for your partner to do so I want everybody to be clear on what it is that they need help with 
you know, whether it's like picking the kids up or, you know, just being there emotionally supportive for you or being there sexually support for you, you know, um, how are you juggling time with your kids and time for yourself? That is question number two. And who is your support system or your tribe? Now, you my tribe. <laughs> right. And we both out here, you know, by our lonesome uh, without our family. So in, in, in earlier in the episode, I talked about how important it is to have that support system when you don't have the dependence of your parents. And I've been very sheltered, you know, my whole life. My grandmother has been there for the support of my son. And I'm very fortunate to have had her because she's walked me through a lot, right? But I'm here on my own, and now I'm learning how to be a for real, for real single mama. Right. And I'm navigating through this whole journey of, like, how do I balance my me time? And you was the first person that said, girl, you need to make time for yourself. And and I remember, like, our first conversation when we met up, it was like, girl, I was telling you, like, I was drowning. Like, I felt like I wasn't doing nothing. I had just lost my job. Even if you aren't able to, because sometimes between work, having to get the kids ready, cooking, just making sure the kid's okay you just don't have that time even if right off the bat you can't make the time you have to at least in your own house apartment Mm -hmm. wherever you have to be able to make your own space so that whether it's five minutes or ten minutes it matters so even in my own apartment and you've heard me say it like my bedroom like that's a no that's a that's a no kid zone. Yeah. These kids run this kitchen, this dining room, <laughs> they they in the laundry room, they in the, the, the living room. Like my room is my room and that's a, a no kid zone and and even though a lot of times I don't have time, just them little fifteen minutes I got before I go to bed. Yeah. Sometimes it's just enough in your space. Yeah. So just unwinding from the day. Right. And, Taking like 10, 15 minutes even before you pick them up in that. And I know in Texas, we have the pickup line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Miami, you walk up and you get your kids. But even taking an extra 10 to 15 minutes before picking them up would just do you like that deep breath. And then mm-hmm. you get them and you reset. So you always got to take either 10 to 15 minutes to yourself. But let's get into the first response to the question. Um, this one is from Chrissy. So um, when she means um, assistance or being in relationships or whatever, what she's looking for is someone to uh, do things like running a small errand if needed, offer to pay for takeout every once in a while so that that's one less meal she has to worry about. Even getting my oil changed in my car or taking my car to get gas in it. Small things make a big difference. Freeing up time. Freeing up time. Mm-hmm. Freeing yeah. Up time. Uh, of course, helping out around the house, taking the kids to and from practice. Her her kids are in football, cheerleading. Mm-hmm. They're in everything. And that's, you know, that's the Caribbean mama all the way. Got to keep these kids active. Um, taking the kids to and from practice and events so I can cook dinner and have it done at a reasonable time with another income in the house. I wouldn't have to worry about making sure I work overtime in order to just make ends meet. So that's part one to that question. To that question, 
um taking that little time off of her like how do you feel about how do you feel about that i agree having to free up time i know well you know i work without traffic y'all i work Forever. 45 to 50 minutes away <laughs> from home and with traffic you can call you can you might as well say that's an that's an hour and a half but you know, a lot of times I'm having to work extra time, you know, because things, I'm the manager there, so things follow me. And just being able to have someone there that when I get home, sometimes at 8 o'clock at night, I'm not having to feed them some fast food that's unhealthy, you know, multiple times a week or having to think of a quick meal that I can do in 15 or 20 minutes, just already having that done. Mm-hmm. So when I get in the house, I can unwind, they can eat, and then we can all get ourselves ready for bed. But instead, you know, I'm having to rush home, hurry up and cook, and then, you know, that possibility of putting them, you know, in bed late. So, yeah, definitely the, the freeing up time and the, the having somebody to run the errands, you know, me being able to do this for myself instead of, you know, having to squeeze everything in because you still got to consider, you know, uh, have the kids eating and having, you know, just having to schedule things around mm-hmm. their well-being. So I think um, for someone that does not have a, a, a boyfriend or a partner or somebody they can rely on, I think the now we have to go into, like, how can you manage your time better when it comes to that? And I think Sundays, like, is a good day to, like, meal prep or make your meals. Like, how we did, mm-hmm. we was, like, we got our ESO board and we are... Um, planning out our meals for the week so that we know what to expect for the for the week right so this week we had spaghetti on sunday and monday (laughs) Uh, then we had sausage and rice um on yesterday and today and then on tomorrow it's kind of like a go inside the kitchen see what you can get and put it in the microwave like that's how i think like with handling meals is a good idea it's just finding a way to to prep your food or if you are a mom that cook every day do every other day or make a little extra so you can have something for the next day so that way you're not cooking every night you know and especially if it's nice where you have practice you have ballet you have cheerleading you have multiple events going on I think that is a good way what you think I think so too. I also use my uh, also use my like my lunch time mm-hmm. to you know start planning stuff. Like if I if I have a taste for something for lunch at work, you know I have a full. I, I work in at least an office, so I have a full kitchen in my office. I may make myself something, and then I'll go ahead and make extra because mm-hmm. this is gonna go ahead and be you know lunch for not lunch but you know dinner for the kids tonight. So for me. That's what I do, and then you know I have two crock pots at home. So that small one is like my it's best friend. <laughs> yeah, that small one is my best friend. That small one in the morning, I'll go ahead and throw that chicken in there. The the rice, keep it on low. By the time I get home, mm-hmm. they got they have their dinner. Okay. And I've I've just recently started that and and getting better at it. So for me, it's either using my lunchtime or you know the the crock pot. 
Okay. Then uh, Chrissy, she went into saying that she wanted um, to be able to do their activities and get home in a good time. Um, so that way she can, you know, finagle her schedule around them. So would you encourage them to not put so much pressure into getting the kids in a lot of activities? Or would you say, you know, something like track that's like, you know, a couple of months, a couple of dedications around the schedule, like, those are long hours. Like, do you encourage single moms to say, like, let me put them in everything just to say they can stay busy, but remember, you're going to stay busy, too. So, like, do you encourage I mean, that? Them, I mean, I don't really have anything negative to say about it. Put them in whatever you want to put them in, but don't over, don't over-exhaust yourself. Yeah, because it seems like if you are putting them in a lot of different things, maybe you, like, you just stretching yourself out way too thin. Right. And you're not you're never gonna have time for yourself. Like exactly. you have to find something. Like I get it. Like, you know, putting them in intramural sports is really good, especially cheerleading. And it's only from like uh September. Uh, I think July it starts and it kind of ends in October. So now, Chrissy, after Super Bowl and after the playoffs, you're going to have some time to yourself. So right now, do you, I think doing your, your kids' activities in, like, phases and seasons will be good. Like, you know you're going to be busy July through October for football and cheerleading. Take November, December, January, February off and, you know, put them in something that's after school that's only part-time that doesn't require so much dedication from the kids and yourself. Not only that, though, like, you should also be asking yourself, are you putting them in these things because they want to do them? Or are you just doing it to keep the, the kids busy? Because if, if that's what you're doing, then you are over-exhausting yourself for no reason at all. Ooh, girl. For no reason at all. <laughs> um, I don't know. See, right now, Khalil not in nothing because, like I said, we still getting used to right. just being here and transitioning. I don't want to do too much. But I'm so grateful for the school because they're doing stuff at the school, and I don't have to pick him up until 6 o'clock. So right. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I know he's going to drum, and I know he's going to coding. And the after-school program picks him up for me, so I still have that commuting time that I need from work. All right, so her next uh, concern or answer to the question was, I asked her, how does she handle time for herself and time with the kids? She says, time for myself and kids, LOL. I have a lot of people upset with me because of missed calls, unanswered texts, there is literally not one minute of the day that I'm not doing something or think about what I have to do. Self-care literally has to be scheduled in my life. Gym days, many petty days, few and far in between. You are the queen of telling me I need to take care of myself. You do. <laughs> because I just always, I'm always like on go mode and especially like living in Houston. It's like we travel so much to go to work and it's just like commuting is like at least two to four hours outside your day so that's gone that's some time I can't get back but then you come home you got to do homework you got to cook for the kids I figured like making more making more that one night I do cook alleviates my my pain and stress about cooking I could worry about doing other things and then taking a long bubble bath at right. the end of the night because even doing that is just like really really good it, it helps me recharge myself. 
I put him to sleep at 8.30. I'm probably like the worst parent ever because 8.30 has to be that bedtime. If I'm in a bad mood, it's 8 o'clock. Well, y'all, <laughs> y'all, I think you wake up earlier than yeah. I Yeah. So we're, we're probably shutting down the house around 8 o'clock on a school day because that allows me a, a good 15 to 20 minutes between that time I put him to sleep to set to set lunch, to prep dinner for tomorrow, to get myself ready for the next day so that way I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So I think um, you have to take care of yourself because if you don't, you're going to be having an emotional breakdown like I was my first six months here. (laughs) So how do you um, try to do some self-care with dealing with two kids? Well, I'm pretty open with my kids, too, and um, I know when I first come in the house, and they, they already know, sometimes I'll say it, sometimes I won't, but they know, like, those first 20 or 30 minutes when we walk through the door, it's like, like that's my time. Like, let me, give me a minute, give me a minute. It's, it's times we walk in the door, and Courtney's like, Mommy, you need anything? Oh, she's I'm so like, sweet. No, baby, I'm good, just... Give me my time. Yeah. Give me my 20 minutes. And, you know, let me recoup. And mm-hmm. I get up and I go ahead and I, I get their dinner ready. But you, I mean, you just have to force it saying no or, but it all goes back to not over exhausting yourself. Yeah. Do you ever feel guilty about, like, taking time for yourself? I do. But. but what? But I do. I'm surprised. Do, but at the same time, you know how like sometimes you know we'll do stuff in the evening time. Yeah. Okay. Like, I reserve, okay. Like on the weekends because I know I work so much during the week. Like my weekdays are reserved for my kids. Yeah. Like there, it's I'm not going out brunching and and getting lunch with friends and and shopping and stuff like that. Like weekend days, like up mm-hmm. until about six o'clock. That's my kid. <laughs> yeah. That's their time. And, you know, since you, like, really been, like, showing me how, like, to manage, like, my time with, like, being out here by myself. And now I'm just so happy to to the point where, like, he's more independent now. And I can, you know, I can step away for a little minute. But I think, like, just making sure... um I spend that quality time on the weekends because the weekdays are so, like, hectic. And it's just like you don't have enough time to just sit down with your kids, have that conversation, you know, see what's going on in their lives and what, how can you help as a parent and kind of be like that counselor, too. And just going out, doing something fun, letting them let their hair down because through the week they stress, too. Like, they got school, right. they got tests, they got things they got to do, they got friends they trying to impress. So, it's, it's like, it's a lot for them, too. So, definitely making sure you have that quality time, whether it's in the house or you're out doing something fun. Groupon has amazing deals that, you know, around the city that you can do. You can always find what's free and available or what's going on in your local, you know, areas by just Googling it. Just say free things for kids to do in Miami or Houston. I know I have some people out in L.A. that follow me now. So just Googling some free family uh, family fun events to do around the city is is really good too and it allows you to save some money and I know we're going to the fair and we already discussed we packing some sandwiches we're not going to spend all that money we're going to spend the money on the experience but for things that we can cut the budget on you just got to go ahead and get around it 
and um, make sure we budget our money better. So I think by, you know, just taking that extra 15 minutes, Taking that Sunday, if you don't have nothing planned, I don't, you know me, I don't do nothing on the Sunday. But you know, getting your kids used to the schedule too, like during the week, like they already know. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing going, going on. on. <laughs> Monday nothing. to Friday. They yeah. know that. Not even a Drake concert. Right. Is so, gonna get <laughs> so by the time Saturday morning hit, one of them probably has already planned out where we may go eat for lunch. The other one has already looked at what movies are out. <laughs> like, just get them into the schedule, too, because they know. Yeah. Monday through Friday, there is nothing. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing popping. It's nothing popping. Like, we might go to to go get something to eat just because, like, shit, I'm tired. <laughs> like, right. I don't want to cook. But, like, again, you got to, if you want to go out to, to cook and you don't have a big budget, remember what we were saying? Like, find the places where kids eat free. And all you have to do is buy an adult entree. So what you're really doing is paying for your meal and the kids eat free. And it's up to two kids at TGI Fridays and Applebee's, I believe. So look in your local listings and see where the kids eating free at on which days. I think some restaurants have Saturdays, too. Some of them. Some of them have Mm -hmm. Saturdays. And then, again, make a schedule for them so that way they can get in some type of routine. That way they know what to expect when mommy is um, trying to take care of herself. Exactly. I have to ask you, you've put out so much art in the world. What part or piece of art are you proudest of? Is there one? Are there several? Is it the body of art? Your words? Yes. It would be songs, lyrics, some music. I think my greatest blessing. My greatest blessing has been the birth of my son. My next greatest blessing has been my ability to turn people into children of mine. Mm. It's my greatest blessing. You know what your greatest gift to me is? Is that every one of us who considers considers ourselves to be your daughter or your son, Every one of us thinks we're the most special. It's true. So I think that is the mark of a great mother, is to make everyone feel like they are the special one. And and you know, you really are. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) All right. So our second uh, response to our questions comes from my girl, Deanna. uh, And this is what she had to say. At first, I was mad, angry, because I did not make this child on my own. Girl, you are preaching to the choir. Then I had to realize that being angry wasn't going to take me, take care of my daughter, and I wasn't going to beg for his help. And it was hard at first, but I wasn't going to let my child down. My daughter will be 10 this year, and and I think I've done a great job, yes, you have, of taking care of her on my own. You always tell me, like, you know, to just praise myself and how important is that for a single mama to like reassure herself that she's doing a good job? I mean, period. You just shouldn't be so hard on yourself. Like you doing a good job. Just know that you doing a good job. These, these kids not missing out on nothing. They haven't missed out on no meals. They still Mm -hmm. got a roof over their head. They still, they happy. If you open enough with them, then you know how they feeling. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. 
I think that comes from comparing yourself to other parents that you may know that may have it together, mm-hmm. but then not even thinking about the fact of that what their financial status is if they have that other person in the household, you know? Yeah. Okay. And so to continue on, she says, I have a day-to-day routine that keeps us afloat, which is amazing. Uh, every morning I get her ready and off to school. Then I go to bed because I work at night. Then she goes into her daily routine and then she, uh, goes into set, goes into saying it gets hard. And yes, I do stress sometimes, but when that happens, I do other things to ease my mind. I go couponing and I take my daughter with me. Uh, she is to the point where now she knows how to coupon also, and I try so hard because I can't let him see me fail, and I don't want him to never think that I need him. I fall short sometimes, but I can't say I am a strong, black, independent woman and an excellent mother. First of all, I just love that part where she's establishing hobbies and I've told you like when a guy asked me one time like you know what do you like to do for fun I've always came up with that generic like oh yeah go to the movies eat shop bowling you know but no real true definitive hobbies or something that I'm passionate about or something that I like to do and something that I can include my son in but I like the fact that she's establishing hobbies, you know, mm-hmm. something that's creative and that they can do and share together. So right. that's a really good thing to um, establish that. Exactly. Um, and then she goes into saying, you know, she is a great mother. She praises herself. And then she hits us with that tagline, I'm a strong, black, independent woman. I love it. But to play devil's advocate. When you hear that, do you sometimes be like, oh, typical? Like, or do you encourage, you know, when women say, like, I'm a strong, black, independent woman, and I can't let him see me sweat? I don't think it's typical. I Well, number one, we are those things because we have to be. Yeah. Like, we don't have no choice. Yeah. We, we don't have. Because these niggas ain't shit, and I know who her baby daddy is, and he ain't shit. Came out of that ain't shit school with my ain't shit baby daddy, but you know, needless to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, we, we, have, we have to be those things. Like, we have to be. Um, and, like, I, I mean, I wish we had, like, the option to. Be like, I, I want to relax for the day. I want to be weak today or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I can be mediocre as fuck today. Like, you let know. Me, let me calm down today. But we don't we don't have that, that luxury. I, we don't have that luxury. Like, we have to be strong. And, I mean, it, it, it sounds cliche, but it's the truth. We have to be those things. Yeah. Um, but in the same sense, like you said, when it comes to being with a man, um, being too strong, I think, keeps you from being vulnerable. But then, because you've dealt with the bull so mm. much, it's hard to even be vulnerable because you don't yeah. want to be vulnerable with the wrong person. Agreed. Oh, it's like a catch-22. Yes, yes. And our last um, comment or, you know, answer to our questions comes from my girl, Leah. Again, you know, I think all our baby daddy um, come from the same class of ain't shit niggas at EWC, but... <clears throat> I'm just going to leave that right here. But 
So this is what Leah had to say. Unfortunately for me, I've been a single mom from day one. You and I, Leah, you know, you were there. You actually, Leah actually was holding one of my legs in the delivery room. So girl, we acquainted. <laughs> I've never set strenuous expectations for my son's father besides him being a parent, but for whatever reason, he always has some excuse as to why he couldn't or wouldn't do anything for my child. Again, her baby daddy, like my baby daddy, has other children. And it's like, why do you Probably choose that he takes care of? That he takes care mm-hmm. of? And it's like, why do you choose which child or which children you are going to, you know, be more involved with? Like, where the fuck does that come from? Anywho, I digress. (laughs) Within the last year and a half, I chose um, to somewhat make him responsible by paying child support and that my friend, that didn't work either. He quit his job solely um because i've solely done everything on my own to be a provider i didn't let that disturb my spirit Ooh, i lost where i was at girl i did not disturb my spirit what i've learned to do is to not respond to the situation at hand and if it goes left a few weeks a few weeks ago he made it known that he signed his rights over and by me trying to be strong it was killing me on the inside and i ended up in the hospital Ways I enjoy my time is doing simple things that makes me happy. Music, a glass of wine is always my go-to. Also, I enjoy a nice candlelit shower with some sort of aroma to help me relax. If if I were to be in a serious relationship, I definitely expect him to be a positive influence to my son. I require a lot from him simply because he'd have to be better than my trashy ass baby daddy. Uh-uh. First mistake. <laughs> First mistake is even making the comparison between the future person and the past person that you had. Because being better than that person, a mediocre person could come right on along and, and that that'll be just fine just based off of the off of the comparison that you're yeah. making. Like all he gotta do is just break a 40 and 50 dollars here and there and that should be enough based on the type of baby that you got that yeah. comparison shouldn't even be there yeah shouldn't even be there in the first place as far as like her saying like he would have to be better like ultimately like we obviously know like we want that person to be a, a better right. fit a better father figure or a better person than my baby daddy. Like, is it even, wrong for us to say that? Be because like a better. It should ultimately that's what we're saying equation, though. though. He should. It sh- he shouldn't even be in the equation. You don't know how often I think of mine. I, no, I don't. This is probably the most I've thought about him in about a year. Because <laughs> like, we had to take like you there. We had to get bring bring, bring back like those emotions. Not even part of the equation. It's not about somebody being better than him. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, he's. He absent. Anybody would be better than him, so yeah. it shouldn't even, he shouldn't even be even in the equation. You you should just want a man that does this or a man that does that, not a man that does better than than this. Then the, okay, right. so just make just be intentional about like what it is that, that you, you want. want. Okay, right, right. No, I totally I totally get that. Now that you're saying it like that, but um, when she she talks about like him you know acknowledging that he'll sign his rights over like that hurt me because it's like 
you really that much of a fuck boy that you would do that but obviously like he knows he ain't gonna do shit and he's not gonna be there so to me i i've considered that because it's like you're already not gonna be there and in the courts putting you on child support doesn't guarantee that you're going to give me money to t- help take care of him. So putting somebody in a situation where they're okay well, to do that. I'm in the same situation. I'll get mine when he dead. I'm okay. Yeah. You'll wait till he die? Yeah. Because yeah, you do get the life. Okay. Now, this is something that I just learned. Now, ladies, take a pen. Um, now, so these trash ass baby daddies. Now, it's ways to get around that. Um, for them to pay after they die, meaning die, <laughs> <laughs> meaning after they croak and they die, they just meet into unfortunate, unfortunate accident. <laughs> Why are you looking <laughs> If they meet their demise early, sisters, it is ways that we can get our payoff done. Now, you have a life policy, life insurance, life insurance policy on BD. Right. And girl, what we got to do? Um, For anybody that you want to have a life insurance policy on, you just have to have an interest in that person. So you can't just go foul it on somebody because you used to date them. Like, you have an interest in that person because that's the father of your kids. But it really all, all boils down to the, to, the, to the person that you're dealing with. For example, um, when I got my policy set up... Um, you're you're supposed to have the signature of the person Ooh. that you have the policy on. Ooh. But it's it's ways around that. It's 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 definitely ways around that. Mm. But for the most part, you just need full name, social security number, and birthday. I've had my policy for the last four years and I pay my thirty two oh seven faithfully. Mm, on time. And I'm gonna continue. Oh, it's on time. Auto drafted out of my account. Okay, so if he meets his unfortunate demise early, ladies, um, that's another way we can get you know the kid taken care of. Angel, you got something to say? Yeah, our girl Angel just joined in. She came I over and drunk my whole drink. Ooh, hating me. Right? Yes, I'm hating on you because you done drunk my drink. She made me one. Sorry. So you got something that you want to say to the peoples about um ways to get around this life I insurance? Mean, find a destination. <laughs> it's like watching a movie. I mean, if it's positive on a certain amount, you don't need no signature. Oh. Right. And that's yeah. That's for some. Like I said, it it depends on the mm-hmm. the. Uh, I need flag. It depends on who you who you dealing with who's setting up the policy for you. Um, whether or not they gone, whether or not they need that signature, but then, like Angel said, depending on how much the policy is for, you're not gonna need it. Yeah, and then me personally, um, I'm still married to mine, so when he croak and I don't give a damn who he messing with, burn him. I'm sorry, burn him. I'm gonna burn him and I'm gonna go to their door, so all the whores, I'm gonna knock on the door <laughs> and give him his ashes. Everybody get a piece. Everybody get a piece on, but want, they ain't getting a piece of that pie. You want them so bad. Oh, I mean, but you I know, think you should put it in Ziploc bags. <laughs> Ziploc bags. I was, like, was gonna pull up to the white girl house actually and put baby oil on her, like spread oh, it Becky with the good hair. And just blow that bitch like, like some I'm, glitter. Blow it like some glitter. Bitch, what? Like, Wait, what? What is baby oil gonna do? <laughs> it's gonna make it stick. Make the, make the ashes stick like some glitter. Ah! <laughs> and I'm gonna blow it. I'm gonna blow it like I'm like I'm out of New Orleans Baton Rouge Creole style. 
Don't play with me. Oh my god. Um that's about the last time. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyway. She's talking about blowing. Put, oh, girl. Oh, my God. But, yeah. That's what you do. I don't care. He croaked, whatever. They ain't my problem. Find a destination. My kids need this. And but don't ever feel like just because he's not doing anything now that he doesn't, that don't don't let that be the reason why you relieve him of that financial responsibility oh, at some point in time not every female is gonna deal with his ass not working just because he don't want to pay for child support uh tomorrow this man could hit the lottery and that all that money is coming to you and that's actually recently happened to a homegirl of mine uh, this girl that I used to work with back in Atlanta or whatever, she's, well, I'm saying girl, but it's a grown woman. She's like old enough to be my mother. But, um, her ex-husband used to play in the NFL, mm. got injured, fell off. And, you know, it just, he just went kind of downhill. Never took, never took responsibility for they son that they had together. They son now is like 22, 23. Mm. This man just won a settlement that he has been fighting for over 20 years. Who do you think got that money? The son. Mm-hmm. The mama. The mama? Yeah. That, that money goes to the mama. The child is over 18. So the mother gets it, then she has to. No, she ain't got to do a damn thing. No, she don't have to. was taking care of that right. son. She don't have time. to, but it's going to go to her. reimbursement. Right. Ooh. But see, my thing is. My don't thing take is, him off child support, girl. It has to be a line of communication. Whether he working, not working. Just. People got to communicate with each other and say, hey, I'm having a hard time. I don't give a damn how but much y'all But it don't be. work like that it all the time. It doesn't work like that. But I said it should be. It I mean, should, sure. but it doesn't But when my, when my son's sperm donor, I I got so many calls like, Kira, give me some time. Kira, give me some time. And I did that. You know what I'm saying? Before I even like decided to put him on child support. It was so many days where he had me meet him at the bus stop and he was never coming. Oh, yeah. It was times that That's he hard. told me he was on Homestead Road and he did not show up. And he t- and Homestead Road is literally like going to Pearland from here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's days where it's like, I'm at the bus stop. Come pick me up. Come, you know, come meet me here and it was it was literally heartbreaking imagine my pregnant ass i'm like eight months i'm driving to the bus station way on the other side of town because i live on the south side of jacksonville at that point and i'm just driving to meet somebody that had no intentions on ever showing up and then for the and then for women to encourage that type of behavior and for his girlfriend now to reach out to me and say hey well we wish we was a part of his life when y'all lived in miami bitch you probably knew about me I don't feel like those are women. That's not a woman because I feel like as a woman, you shouldn't even want to deal with no nigga who don't take care of. The, excuse me, a man because you're a nigga. No, he a nigga. Yeah, he a nigga. But I don't want to deal with nobody who's not taking care of their kids because you're not taking care. You ain't gonna take care of mine if I would have one. Y'all, but half of them don't talk care. To the kind that say they not allowed to. You ain't fought for it, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to like, fight that's for an it. Excuse to me. Yeah, like there is no such thing to me as I'm not allowed to see my kids. Sound right. like to me you ain't trying to. Are you, you ain't trying. To that I bet you if you have no drive like they say you're not allowed to drive. But you still get in that car. You gonna drive? You gonna uh-huh. take a chance? Cause you take that chance. Yep. I'm but I know men that's fought for their kids. Right. They don't yeah. want to. That you can't see yours. They all say, "Well, I can't get them because I was like, I see men get their kids she every day. See, she all you gotta see do is have your kids. own place, have your stuff together, have a job, and be doing right. You're not doing doing no drills, doing no criminal activity. You will get your child. 
Y'all, it doesn't even take all that. Y'all know how I mean it's it's such a norm for men to be absent. Mm-hmm. I know men personally that ain't got shit. Ain't got a pot to piss in. They go down to that courthouse that he's supposed to. That judge want to see that. It doesn't yeah. take all that. It they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. I, I, I can't say about my ex. She putting me on child support. Well, you should have did what you had to do. You I could say my ex really fought for like to see his kids. Like you know, he he got a pot to piss in, a holder. Uh, a hole to throw it out of, you know what I'm saying, or whatever the saying is. But when it came to like seeing his kids, and he was like on visitation, he was at every visitation, mm-hmm. and even good. if he didn't, sh- even if the baby didn't show up. So those type of men, we have to like, you know, applaud, like you know, being there, trying to be there. But like women, if if you have a man actively trying to either rekindle or rebuild a relationship, yeah, no, you, you, you need to allow it. You need to be open to it. I mean, it's it's days where I would love for him to say, you know what, I, I fucked up and I did a, a horrible thing by, you know, abandoning y'all. You know, how can I rebuild or, re, or repair, you know, this situation? Mm-hmm. Come to Houston and come see your kid. You know, Ooh, baby, come to Houston, come get this child. <laughs> no, 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 hell, no. I don't right think now. all that. I'm bringing the bush right now. <laughs> as, as, as much as I don't like my BD, I, I, I have never questioned whether or not he would, whether or not he would ever like sacrifice their safety. If he called me right now and said he wanted it for the summer, oh, baby, <laughs> Pack them I'm, packing, I'm packing them up. You know, she should call this podcast weekend BDs like this weekend drink you got. <laughs> <laughs> that drink with, 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 with this topic. It tastes good though. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not strong. It's not it's strong because right. it's, it's not, not strong. Like it's like strong black it's women. Mo- this is weak <laughs> like black baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you is so <laughs> girl. This is right with it now. I appreciate that. Oh hell no, nah. bitches don't water down that shit. You know, like the water drunk. down baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fooling with you. This is last time. This the last. Right. This the last motherfucking time we gotta let this old thing loose yeah. on the podcast. When your fans say, "Oh, we want to hear the angel again," <laughs> bring oh, on through. But like, we're gonna bring it back to um, Chrissy because she's the one who like really inspired this whole um, episode. Um, and Chrissy, we just want to let you know, like, it's okay to to minimize the activities. Um, do them in seasons. If you know you have football and cheerleading, because I think her kids are twins, mm-hmm. and they're at a they're they're coming in age. Um, I think one or they're probably very close in age. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you do your activities in seasons and you give yourself a good three or four month break of like very minimal activities, and you know try to find some other things that they can get involved in, so they're active. But not like another round of football and another round of cheerleading and another round of soccer that makes you give up all of the time that you have with them. And Chrissy, I just want to like big you up to like, sister, I want to big you up big time because you take them kids on a cruise every time you have the opportunity. So like embrace that embrace that opportunity that you are able to do that i still haven't done that and i really want to do it and you take them on like all the new ships because you work for carnival cruise line girl we need a discount uh, <laughs> that but part. 
but celebrate celebrate your small wins because that's a that's a big ass win to be able to work for a company that allows you to bring your kids and allows you discounts so so your kids experience life it's you may not have a lot of time with them throughout the week but those moments when you're on those trips they're experiencing something other kids aren't so don't beat yourself up about what you're not doing but try to celebrate what you are doing. If I'm, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense, it right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and she can get with other, she can get with other moms too. And that's what that we were saying, kids like are the same activity. So then kind of build kinda a tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was talking about um, single parents, the new the new TV show on ABC, how they are all of their kids are in the same classroom, and they build their tribe and they're building like schedules around each other's work around each other's hobbies and activities and that way they can have a community of people that they can trust mama may not be there sister may not be there your baby daddy sister or auntie may not be there be there to support you but if you got people that you love and you trust and you feel like y'all y'all have a mutual interest y'all all single moms y'all all here trying to get it and y'all all struggling create a schedule, create a group where y'all can support one another, mm-hmm. take trips together, because that alleviates costs. You know, me and Mika, we going to Dallas this yeah. weekend. And also, you know, Groupon, find things to do that's inexpensive for the kids to do for the weekend. Um, Stay at home and, you know, look up some fun things that you can do inside the house or even when it's the holiday time and you got a big... um. And you got a lot of things that you want to purchase for the kids. Mika was really good on telling me throughout the year what her and her ex did was buy gift cards throughout the year. So that way when holiday season came around, it was really like the gifts was paid for. Right, right. Like we would each do anywhere between a 50 to a $100 gift card each month. So I would do one and he would do one. So automatically... That's anywhere from $150 to $200 in gift cards that y'all have that month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by the time, you know, just Thanksgiving come, y'all got like a good $1,000 saved up already. And that helped us because, like I said, he had two girls and then I had two girls. And you having to plan a, a Christmas for four kids. And that's that's a lot of stress when you're trying to budget out your paycheck. Yeah, you know that a thousand dollars out of your regular paycheck is a lot to consider. But when mm-hmm. you've already, you know, just put a little aside each month, you're not having to worry about you know splitting this paycheck a certain way because yeah. it's already paid for. You take your gift cards, you shop, and there you go. And some jobs have them too. Well, like the Marriott. I know Marriott. I don't know about any other companies. They have when they take out like a Christmas program. We take right, out they do a certain yeah. amount of money, and mm-hmm. like they get paid every week. They used to. I don't know if they, if has it changed, but every week they will take out whatever you yeah, say like you a little want, Christmas right? fund, and then yeah. you get to pull it out. And even for your birthday, true, you'll know you'll need nothing. Tell your friends you give cards. Use that right on them kids. Right. Yeah. Uh, back to school time which is another thing again those gift cards can come in handy like Mm -hmm. if you're starting off um january 1st and you say like every check i'm gonna put 25 dollars aside for either back to school and um christmas or holiday time whatever it is um i encourage that because 
going back to school, I probably saved a lot of money because I made sure I took care of those clothes right. from the year before. But you know, like even when it comes to like the back to school, I don't, I, I never like overdo it. I always make sure I have like a good fifty or sixty dollars to make sure I can spend on supplies. Mm-hmm. I get them each about maybe. Um, like maybe three or four outfits, and then during the school year, like we build up their wardrobe. Like I'm not, yeah. I refuse to. I'm not finna go spend several hundred dollars at the beginning of the school year because come Thanksgiving, half of that stuff they're not gonna be able to wear. I make sure they have enough to make it mm-hmm. through like the first two weeks, mix match it up a little bit, and then each check. And I mean, I've been doing this since I can think of, but. Shoot, just got paid two weeks ago. They each got two outfits then. I get paid again. They finna get another two outfits, and they just build it up. Oh, that's that's really, really good. That's really good. That's a good idea because I've just been trying to figure out ways where I can build up me and Khalil's wardrobe. You know, sometimes we give them so much, but we don't take care of ourselves. Like, I've fallen off from, like, you know, getting my accessories or buying new makeup because I'm like constantly feeling like I'm buying, I'm putting my money into him. But I told myself, I was like, you know what? I've been saving. I've been doing a little something, something. When we go to Dallas, I'm going to have a couple dollars to like spend on, you know, some really good makeup. And right. I, I want some Fenty, honey. And I want me some box of crayons, honey. I want to really, really um, put some money into myself and just buy him something nice. But I want to, like, treat myself, too, because I've been treating myself in small, you know, little favorites, like buying that glass of wine or chilling at home, relaxing, or cooking my favorite thing, you know, wings and fries. (laughs) Cooking wings and fries, you know, treating myself. Or, you know, taking that time, waking up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym. Or if I can't make it up at 4, I go when I can, you know, go when he sleeps. Me putting him to sleep early allows me to go to the gym and do what I need to do to take care of myself. So, I think this was a really good episode. Yeah. I think this was a really good episode. Angel, you walked in on us, girl. Oh, and had a girl conversation with us with our weak-ass drinks. Yes. Being a single mother, I never thought about having a partner to do it with me. I never considered it. I never wanted to be that type of person to put my child or put my responsibilities on someone else. And the reason why I've always felt like that is because one time I did open myself up for that idea for it to happen. And After the breakup, it was kind of thrown in my face that I was trying to make this person a parent when they weren't ready. And I was early in my 20s and I was just trying to, you know, establish some type of familial uh, relationship with the person and my son. And ever since then, I've been very standoffish on the idea Uh, of allowing someone into my space or into our life like that and I recently did it um, prior to relocating to Houston with my ex and again the same thing and I honestly think it was my choice of men and I feel like if we allow ourselves to get to know someone really good and get to know their intentions and what they are looking for 
before establishing those expectations of what it is that you need. We need to ask the right questions with the people we are seeing, the people we're dating, or the people we're already in a relationship with. It's a book called The Conversation by Hill Hopper. And Hill Hopper, he breaks down the narrative of understanding communication between both sexes and establishing guidelines and rules that is definitely needed in relationships. I've always referred to this book, The Conversation, because I found myself unable to communicate the things that I've wanted in the past. Going forward into my 30s, I am not taking anything less than what I believe I need or I'm willing to accept. I want a partner who is caring and loving and who would accept my son for their own and who will allow me some days to just rest and sometimes pick up dinner or being able to rub my feet when I've had a hard day. Sometimes especially in Caribbean family households, we care so much for the men and we put the men on the pedestal and we allow them to be the king of, of that castle. But we f- we're forgetting to allow them to take care of us and let them nurture us as they want to as well. And I've heard this many times before. Men want to do those things for us. They want to be that guy. They want to be the knight in shining armor. But we have to allow that opportunity to be to be um, established in our relationships. So going forward, sisters and and sisters and all my black girls and all my women of color and women in general, honestly, I want y'all to just take this from me. Do not do not do not do not go into relationships just thinking about about it for yourself because that's what I've done in the past I've never once vocalized that I do need a father for my son or I do need someone to help me when when the load is too heavy or someone to to be my confidant when I'm having a bad day or someone to to listen to me when I don't know what to do or someone to help guide me through disciplining my son or someone to pick up dinner when I'm just tired and I'm broken down from the day. Don't do what I did. If you feel like you are ready for a partner, a husband, and you're ready for those things. When you're dating, we need to date with a purpose and we need to be intentional with our dating. We need to go into it showing and letting that person see this is the type of woman, what type of mother I am. And we need to set those expectations and those boundaries. If someone is not willing to, uh, or they're not ready to, uh, establish a familiar relationship with you and your kids i'm a package deal i've never said that but i'm a package deal and this is what it comes with my time is dedicated to my son however if you are looking to be in a relationship with me this is what i come with these are my expectations and these are the things that i'm looking for if you feel like you can't meet those expectations or you feel like you can't be a part of that then Get out the way so I can make room for somebody that is willing to do those things. I could have saved myself some heartbreak and some and some bad times if I would have just been true with myself. And this is my raw and my honest and my very, very, very real self saying I fucked up a lot. I fucked up so much by not being vocal about the things that I want. Now going into my 30s. 
I'm not taking no shit. I want a partner that is going to be there for me as much as I am for them. And for that love to be reciprocated through in and throughout everything. So sisters, it was a great episode for, I hope y'all listen to some of the things we talked about. If y'all have any questions for the next segment of That's Amore, make sure you send in your questions by way of IG. Make sure you follow me, kieraamore.bgu. And you also follow the show page, Black Girl Uninterrupted Podcast. And we're going to be back next Thursday. Um, it was absolutely amazing to sit down and talk to my girls because I need my girls and sometimes we need friends if you want to call in and you want to do a live chat with me and we can record it for the podcast that's dope let me know (laughs) and just hit me up I'm always here I'm always going to be that confidant my friends need or even my girlfriends or even other people so till next time keep it real cute (laughs) y'all